scripture memory verse tonight, Colossians 4, 5, walk in wisdom to those who are outside, redeeming the time, Colossians 4, 5, anyone else? course the King James says walk in wisdom to the uh, toward those who are without redeeming the time and I think it is a very I mean I search this one down I pray every week about what scripture what do we need to do Lord I, th I search this one out purposely because the Lord put it upon my heart as we see our society even more now this scripture has always been something that we should have been looking at and remembering. And we had this one once before, I believe, uh, several years ago. But we should always be concerned about our witness. We should always be concerned about how we're walking. Now, walk there is peripateo. It's our word that we've talked about so many times. Peripateo. It means your general walk, how you tread all about in front of people. It's peripateo. It's your... How, it, it's really how you're living, how you're following, what you're following. Listen, here's another way you can look at it, your walk. It's occupied with. What are you occupied with when you're outside, when you're without? What are you occupied with in life? That's your general walk as you tread all about. And Paul, as he writes the church in Colise, he says, or in Colossae, he says to walk with wisdom. Now, when he wrote the church over in Ephesus, he said, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Over in uh Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, 15, and 16. And circumspectly means as, 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 as exactly as possible as you know. So again, it's really walking with wisdom. Not as a fool who said no to God, but as we go out into the general populace, as we go around people, because our one command is to go, to go and make disciples. So people need to see something different, and we need to be led by the Spirit. Because he goes on to say, and, and you can turn over there if you'd like, it's uh, chapter 5 of Ephesians, as he wrote to the church in Ephesus, which is modern-day Turkey. It's very important that we understand. He goes on to explain that you can't do that without the Holy Spirit. He says, see then that you walk, it's 515, circumspectly, not as fools. Fools have said no to God, but as wise. Wise have said yes. 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, the days are evil. People are, are uh, those that are without are evil. But those that are in the church are supposed to be surrendering to the work of God. 17, he goes on to say, Therefore, do not be unwise. Again, don't be a fool, but understand what is the will of the what the will of the Lord is. And then he goes on to say, And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but 
always be being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's how the Greek reads. Speaking to one another. What should I be talking about? Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then he says our actions should be submitting to the one another in, in the fear of God. But again, listen to me. He says, do it wisely, do it properly, and redeem the time. Now, over in our text, you know, where it says walk in wisdom, wisdom is the word Sophia. But you also know that in Colossians 1.24, we're told that Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So if we're walking in Christ and allowing the Spirit of God to live through us and speak through us, we're going to walk in wisdom. We're going to be walking in wisdom of God. Because there really is, there's two different kinds of wisdom. And people don't think about this. Now, now wisdom, some people think, I'm wise. Wait a minute. First, you have to have knowledge of God. And without wisdom, that knowledge will puff up. And you won't know when to use that knowledge. So knowledge is knowing, but wisdom is knowing when to speak, knowing how to speak, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through you, and then knowing what to say to those who are without. So this is always going to happen in prayer. As we're in Christ and we're looking to be pleasing to God by faith, and we're looking to walk as circumspectly as we can, and we're asking the Holy Spirit to use us as servants of God, then we can walk with wisdom. But there's two kinds of wisdom. Listen to me, because it's so important that we know that without the Spirit, our wisdom is earthly, sensual, and demonic. And it may look like it is the wisdom of God, but it can be religion for man's gains, for man's reasons, to do man's deeds, to build man's church, it can just be simple religion. And, and you can use the word of God in that, but if it's the spirit of God, then it's, it's God's wisdom that's peaceable, it's gentle, it's loving, it's kind. It's looking to do the work of God for the glory of God. And so we have to surrender to the wisdom of God when we walk in wisdom to those who are King James Without. Now, I like that. It really means outside, outside the church. And listen to me. It doesn't mean that you don't need wisdom to those who are inside the church. That's the first thing you need to know. You need to have wisdom to those who are inside the church. You're supposed to do good to those of the household of faith first. So we need wisdom to know who even is the church. So he says, to those who are without, and I, I have a play on words with that, because if they're outside and they don't know Jesus, they're without hope, they're without knowledge, they're without the Spirit, they're without a lot of things, they're without an inheritance, they're without a home, they're without a loving Father, they're without all of these things that you and I gain when we believe in the blood of Jesus, because we're inside the house of God. We're not outside, we're inside God's house. And if we're in God's house, we need to surrender to God's ways because that's what really salvation means. Coming back, being delivered back to safety, being delivered back to the Father's house so that we can come underneath his authority 
and do his work and his will by his word and his spirit for his glory. So he says those who are outside, and this is what it means when you look it up in the Strong's, it's outside of doors. Isn't that interesting? Because Jesus is the door. He's the door out of this world and the door into heaven, into the Father's house. It means without means uh, outward or strange. That's an interesting way. Or away from God. We were once afar from God. We were once away from God. But the blood of Jesus has delivered us to the house of God. And now we are to learn how to walk. We need to learn this. We need to pray about this. We need to learn how to walk properly with wisdom toward those who are outside. The word toward is actually the word pros, P-R-O-S. It's our direction. It's pertaining to where we're walking at. It's our destination. Well, what do you do while you're learning to walk in wisdom? Now listen, this verse is going to be part of our verse. We're going to do five and six next week. What do you do? You're redeeming the time. Listen to me. Redeeming the time. Making the most of the time. Listen to what redeeming means. To buy up. To ransom back. To rescue from loss. It can also mean to improve opportunities. Listen to me. That's what Jesus did for us. He redeemed our souls. He bought them back. He ransomed them. He rescued us from loss, from hell. He improved our opportunity in the Father's house. But now we still have to make a decision. Are we going to walk with wisdom towards those who are outside? And what are we going to do while we're doing that? We're going to be redeeming the time. Redeeming the opportunities. Here's what it would look like in paraphrase. It means to make the most of every opportunity when you're outside. You come to church to get equipped. You come to church to build and learn a relationship. You come boldly to the throne room of grace to spend time with God so that he can speak to you and teach you and conform you into his image by the washing of the water through the word. And then you want to go out and make the most of the time so that you can lay down your life in order to buy back, to ransom somebody else's soul, to rescue them from loss. You make the most of your opportunity when you talk to them. Now this, we need to understand this because we're living in a time where the devil's got us more focused on the flesh than any other time, I believe, in history. Because we have a COVID virus out there that people are afraid of. And they're looking for hope and help. They're looking for someone to speak to them truth. And if we don't give them truth as we go to them, then they're going to believe the government, which is underneath the sway of the wicked one. Listen, we've been mandated to wear masks. Now we have to walk with wisdom. Instantly, my flesh gets mad. Instantly, you insult my intelligence. I do not believe in the mask. I do not believe the mask helps. If the mask was helping, they wouldn't release people from prison. They'd give them a mask. If the mask was helping, the people who are wearing masks in the hospitals wouldn't catch the virus. If the mask did work and it's there to keep a room sterile and clean, then we need gloves also. 
So when you go into Walmart with just a mask on, I don't care if everybody in the building's got a mask on, if you can catch a virus by touching, everybody's touching the same things. So the mask is not going to do it, people. So I automatically get irritated. But I'm here to tell you that until they tell us to do something that's evil, God has commanded his church to obey those in authority over you. So I'm going to obey the mask instruction. I would prefer it if they would say we're recommending, we're suggesting. But when they try to strong arm us, it even makes it worse because they're not even following their own laws when they tell you that. Because you cannot make an executive order. You cannot do that. You have to go to Congress and vote on it to make laws. That's the way we're supposed to do it. But we've become so lawless that now we're just dominating things. Now we're just telling people what they have to do. And I believe personally that the mask is just a replacement for the mark. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this next week. Listen to me. The, the mask is just preparing you to conform and people will be begging for the mark because the mark you'll get to take the mask off and you'll get to be safe and you'll get to buy and purchase without wearing a mask. And there's only one letter difference as somebody has said. The mask is M-A-S-K and the mark is M-A-R-K. Listen, I want to tell you a text. You want a proof text? Jesus and Peter, it's Matthew 17, verse 24 to 27. I'll paraphrase it, but Jesus asked Peter, who pays the tribute tax for the temple? Is it the slave or the stranger or the free? Is it the, the stranger or the, uh, the son? And Peter says, well, the stranger does. And he says, so the sons are free. He said, but yet, unless we would offend them, go down and cast your net, and the first fish that comes out, take the coin out of its mouth, and pay my tribute and your tribute, so we do not offend them. In other words, they're not telling us to do something that's evil. They're not telling us to do something that would be against God's holy word and how we worship God. So I believe that, that we want to keep the main thing the main thing. We want to go and make disciples. We want to see souls won. So if we have a nomad, I went into a store, I was a little irritated by it, and I went into a store without a mask, and I can see people's faces that have masks on, and they go, <gasps> and they're like freaking out that I have no mask on. So I lose my voice. If I've got a mask on, now I can still talk to them. They'll still stop and listen to me. And we don't want to lose our voice. And for them, I believe the devil would love to say that the church and the people that don't want to wear a mask right now are evil. And we need to get rid of them. We need to make them conform. So I think that we could, we could actually, by being obedient to what God has told us to do, obey the ruling authorities, we could keep them from making us the enemy. They already don't like us. They already don't want to hear what the church has to say. They've already treated us like Lot, and they said, you quit trying to tell us about morality, and they've kicked us out of places. They don't want to hear the word of God. But listen, that doesn't mean that we can't talk to people in public 
and still go and share the gospel. So, lest we offend people, let's just keep doing the gospel and let's obey until they tell us to take the mark. Until they tell us to do something that God would warn us not to do, let's try to conform to that enough. We don't want them to deceive us, trick us into taking the mark, but let's try to think about what Jesus would say. And again, I can't stand wearing the mask. I work hard all day. It makes you sweat bad. It makes it harder to breathe. Uh, but let's not lose and offend people and lose our voice completely until they tell us to do something that's against God's holy word. And I don't see nowhere in the Bible that it says, do not wear a mask, except where it says, don't, don't be a hypocrite. A hypocrite wears a mask and pretends to be somebody they're not. So be very careful with it. And until God tells me something else, I'm going to be very careful with it and try to keep my witness a little bit and wear a mask. Now, again, walk with wisdom toward those who are without, those who are outside, redeeming the time. And next week, he tells us a little bit more. It's verse 6. Let's try to do these together. Let your speech, how you're talking, always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Now listen to me, because this is very important. See, we need the Spirit of God. But if you're not going out in order to obey God, looking to have your speech seasoned with grace, you might end up quenching the Spirit, and you won't know how to answer each one. But when you're looking to do it by always be being filled with the Holy Spirit... Now you can understand how to answer each one because the Spirit is operating in your life without you resisting and quenching. So we want to see this. We want to look at both of them next week. Next week will be Colossians uh, 4, 5, and 6. I'll talk more about 6 next week, but I want to continue to look at this. And I might even take us back over to uh, Ephesians uh, uh, 5, 15, and 16. Because we really right now need wisdom from God in how to act in public when they're making us do things that we don't want to do. But we do not want to lose and lose track of. We are evangelists. We are called to go and make disciples. And we don't want to isolate and just say, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not going in the store. I'm not going to be around them. Because that would remove us from the public marketplace completely. So until they tell us to do something that's pure evil, I'm going to wear a mask and try to still talk to people about Jesus and get them to read the Bible. Okay, so next week, Colossians 4, 5, and 6. Amen? Amen.